Hi, so this is Stu Holiday, and welcome to the Focus Mind podcast. The Focus Mind podcast aims to try and speak to really interesting people and guests who, from all over the world, different fields, whether that's sport, music, business, or elsewhere, who've got interesting stories about how they came to find their focus, the strategies they use, their mindset, and how they develop themselves. And I'm pleased to say that uh, my guest today is Mr. John Egan. John, do you want to say hi? Stu, hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm very well. And John, for those who don't know, is a software sales person and podcaster uh, in America, also a dad and husband, uh, well, two children and one wife. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's key. That's key right there. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure I get that the right way around. Um, And he's dialing in today from South Carolina. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A little, a little rainy, but Stu, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird, man. Like I personally, I love rainy days and here's the reason why two reasons. One, I love coffee, like just absolutely love coffee. Everything I'm about on the same coffee. page, the yeah. whole process of coffee from like start to finish, um, love coffee and I love reading. And so is there anything better than on a rainy day to grab a full either French press or a full Chemex of coffee, sit down and read. Like there's, there's nothing better than that too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an interesting point there, John, because as we'll find out uh, from everything I know about you, you're a very busy man uh, yeah. with a full-time job. You've got a podcast of one year called Studying Failure that you record every week and edit and put out and make successful, find guests, do everything. So actually... The idea that in my head that you've got the time to sit down on maybe a a porch uh, with the rain coming down, reading a book slowly, drinking and sipping that coffee. It sounds ideal, but is that reality? Um, Not as often as I would like, you know, to be completely honest. Um, Obviously, I have coffee every morning and I try to read every morning. But again, if I'm being honest, I mean, I've got a five-year-old, almost five-year-old who commands my attention all the time. Um, I've got a six month old who again, commands even more attention. And, you know, and then I've got a wife who she stays home and I'm working from home. And so we're all together. All the four of us are just all the time. I also have a dog who again, needs attention, needs to be out and walked and everything. And I've got a job and I've got a podcast and I've got all these things that you mentioned. And that makes it really, really tough very tough. And so it's like, okay, I need to find the time. Like I need to be very profitable, profitable with my time. If I've got 15 minutes of quiet or where my daughter might be on the iPad for a little bit, like I need to take that time. And instead of, instead of just sitting and like scrolling on my phone, or instead of just sitting and watching TV, it's like, no, no, like this is a 15 minutes, a small 15 minute window that I will not get through the rest of the day. I'm going to, even if it's five pages, 10 pages, or if I start reading and then I have to get up and come back, get up and come back. Like I have to take this time because if I don't, it's just going to drive me crazy. So you really value every single moment and live in the moment where you can. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's crazy. Like, I mean, from the minute it's from 7 a.m., until literally I go to bed at say midnight or one or earlier, whatever. It's like every minute is filled. Every minute is filled. And 
do I fill that time quality or do I fill that time just passing by? And yeah, you know, again, oftentimes I just choose passing by because I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I'm, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to do this. Don't want to do that, whatever. But it's the times when I choose to read. It's the times when I choose to go work out or go walk my dog or go on a run, whatever. It's those times when I choose those that then I find I have more energy and it, it actually, it, 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 it's like, it fills my cup. Mm-hmm. It fills my cup and I'm like, oh man, like, all right, that, that felt really, really good. Even though I expended so much energy, whether physical or mental, man, that felt really, really good. And I'm, I'm ready to go again. I'm, I'm ready to get at it. So that sounds like a really strong refocus strategy that you employ where you can. It's knowing mm-hmm. that you've got limited time and guiding your attention to be able to do something that's high on your priority list. Yeah. Like, so working out fitness is a huge part of mine and my wife's, uh, my wife's lives. Um, I mean, it's, it's huge. I'm actually, actually just signed up for my first half marathon, um, which I'm very, very excited about, which is weird because I've always hated running. Um, I like, I'm more of a sports guy where if I'm running, like I want to have a ball or, (laughs) or like, I want to be in the weight room, like throwing around some heavy weight. Right. But I've chosen to pick up running, um, because actually, because I hate it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to push myself to do something that I don't enjoy something that's very, very uncomfortable. And I know that once I get over that hurdle, man, like this brand new, something is going to open up for me, something that I've never done or, you know, gone beyond. Right. So I just signed up for that, which I'm excited about, but fitness, very important, uh, you know, for our lives. And so, um, for example, end of the day comes, I put my daughter to bed, uh, about seven 30 ish or so eight o'clock and maybe go hang out with my wife just for a little bit. And maybe from, and then it's like, okay, then I, I need to hit the gym. I need to, like, I need to spend 45 minutes to an hour at the gym. And then I come back nine 30, 10 o'clock. And it's like, okay, I need to spend a little bit of time either hanging out with my wife or on my podcast or whatever it is. And so then I spend a little bit of time there. And then by that time it's 11, 12 o'clock at night. And it's like, ah, uh, like, even though it's late and I'm going to get up early the next day, it's going to be busy. That hour that I just spent at the gym was more re-energizing than sitting down and watching Netflix. Like yeah. it, 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 it resets your brain. It resets you and just, it, it, um, it empowers you. Like it just really just gets those juices flowing. Yeah. So I've got a friend who <clears throat> works in the wine trade and he's been, uh, having to deal with lots of stuff moving abroad as well uh he he got into meditation in quite a big way and he would meditate in the morning and at lunchtime and he said that often where he would have a dip in the afternoon by meditating at lunch it gave him the energy to reset and go again so you find exercise works for you he finds meditations work for him and I, i think maybe the message i'd say to listeners is you know we've all got ways to recover from you know we're exerting ourselves uh, in work, physical work or whatever, find what works for you to recover and that'll give you the energy to go again. So we'll, we'll come probably onto some of that later. Uh, as, as I was saying to you before the uh, recording started, I was really keen because John's podcast is about studying failure. Uh, you may have heard of another UK-based uh, podcast which has a similar uh, theme, which is looking at how people celebrate things when they haven't gone right, how they've overcome failure um, and be able to 
build success from those quote unquote downtimes. Um, and that's the Elizabeth Day one for anyone who's interested. But of course, we're going to try and um, encourage people to listen to John's one of his 53 episodes. Um, <laughs> so what was it when you're a busy dad um, working in software sales full time, the, what made you start a podcast show? So I love connecting with people. I love connecting with people. I love talking with people. I was a, um, I was a personal trainer for a while. And one of my favorite things about personal trainer was that I get to just hang out and talk with somebody for an hour and just get to know their lives and get to know who they are. And so that was a big reason why I wanted to start a podcast. Uh, another reason I wanted to start one is because it totally has transformed my life. In what uh, way? Um, so, um, let's see, how many years ago? Four years ago or so. Yeah, four years ago, I, I was really struggling and really battling with this internal dialogue of I am a failure because... I'm not, I'm not able to provide for my, for my wife or my daughter financially. Uh, we don't have anything in the fridge. Um, like we, we, we just don't have that. Um, my, my father-in-law actually had to walk us around the grocery store one time and, uh, bought us groceries. And that was just so humiliating, so embarrassing because I'm like, man, my one job that you guys entrusted me is to take care of your daughter. And I can't do that. I am not able to do that. And so I was having this internal dialogue of I'm a failure. I'm a failure because I'd been in and out of jobs. Um, I had always wanted to be uh, a university basketball coach and I had just gotten let go from that. Mm -hmm. And so all these different things I was really struggling with for a, for a while. And suddenly like, not suddenly, but I asked myself, I was like, okay, me struggling like this like me having this conversation all the time isn't doing my wife or my daughter any good. And if I keep going down this road, it's only going to get worse. So I need to do something. I don't know what it is. I need to do something. So literally Stu, I Googled uh, personal development podcasts. I don't know what's out there. I don't listen to podcasts or anything, but I need to listen to something. So I found one, oh, I found a few of them school of greatness by Lewis Howes. Yeah. Um, uh, max out by uh, Ed Milet, Brendan Bouchard. I found these. I found these really, really high quality guys that I started listening to. And even if it was a ten minute trip to the grocery store, I had my headphones in and and I was I was taking it all in. Mm -hmm. And so that totally helped transform my mind and 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 how I viewed. Um, circumstances, how I, how I viewed kind of my life and, and different things. I was like, man, like I can't just sit back and just wait for things to happen. I can't just sit back and just wait for myself to develop. I have to put in that time to develop. Like if I want to improve in a certain area, I have to work at it. And that sounds, that sounds so simple and almost kind of like, duh, John, because I, I played sport growing up. I was in, you know, I, I played basketball in high school and, and at university and I played soccer in high school as well. And man, I'd like, I worked my butt off at that. But for some reason, when it came to like personally developing my mind or focus or these different things, I was just kind of lackadaisical in it. I was like, oh, it'll come. Circumstances will come up and I'll just know how to handle them. 
But a few years ago, I was like, no, like I have to consciously work at it. And so, um, yeah, so love connecting with people. They changed my life. And then specifically failure because I had struggled with that so much. And I felt, I felt so alone in that when I was going through that, I felt like, man, this is the end. Like, even though I'm only like 24, 25, 26, like, I don't, I, I can't see, I can't see past this. I don't know what's past there. And so I was really struggling with that. And, um, and I was like, man, like, I, I want to help people. I want to help people who might feel that same way, whether they're 30, 40, 50, 60, 15, 10, however old they are, if they're struggling with that failure, like I'm a failure, I'm a failure. I'm not where I thought I would be. I got kicked off my, you know, I, I, I got cut from my team. I didn't get my dream job, my business, my entrepreneurship, you know, my gym that I was trying to open up, close down, whatever it might be. And you're struggling with that conversation in your head. I want to be where you can come to and be like, wow, like failure, my failure right now, it's going to be a key to my success. As long as I can learn from it, like this failure has a purpose. This failure is happening to me for a reason because I needed to learn this because this needed to come into my life because I needed to meet this person, whatever, what, whatever it might be. There is a reason that I failed. I'm going to change my lens. I'm going to change the way I look at failure. And that is going to be the key to my success. So, I mean, there's the situation where it isn't going so well and clearly for you, it's getting better and you've started a podcast, but I mm -hmm. think you would, did you get the, your full-time job before then? I take it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's see, I got, so my full-time job was 20, was it 2019, 2018, 2018, I believe it was. Yeah, it was 2018. And then I started this uh, in 2020, uh, one year ago. And was that as a result of the pandemic and being at home? Did that trigger you to start it or were you going to do it anyway? I was planning on starting it anyway. And then it actually just kind of happened to work out, like be nice, because then it was, it was almost like it was easier to try to get guests because everyone was home, right? <laughs> like people weren't traveling. Um and so it just kind of happened. Like I didn't plan on because of the pandemic or anything like that. Like I had planned on doing it. You know, I'd started the process of it in December, 2019. And then, uh, first episode was end of March. Yeah. End of, end of March last year. And you've managed to keep going every week, 53 episodes. For me, there's something in what you're saying, um, there's a couple of things which are coming up in a sort of psychological sense as a practitioner. The first one is about the way we talk to ourselves. So the, the negative self-talk around I'm a failure, seeing telling yourself a story about yourself, which isn't positive and mm -hmm. how you've managed to turn that around. Mm -hmm. But equally there's something in there about mindset as well of like this story I'm telling myself isn't serving me and I'm not the kind of person I want to be. And the kind of person I am and who I'm going to turn into is this kind of person. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you speak to those two things? The self-talk being changing from changing the story from negative to positive, but also the mindset too. So a couple of years ago, when I, again, when I started to develop, when I started to actually spend the time, whether podcasts or finding books, um, 
I came across this idea of which I had never thought about before about envisioning your future self mm-hmm. and whether uh, like 10, 15, 20 years, I can't remember exactly the time length that I chose, but I was like, okay, let's just say 10 years down the road from, you know, from me, from, from me now, right. 10 years, I think I was like 35, like 36 year old me, whatever. What, what do I want 35 year old John to look like? What do I want 35 year old John? What do, what do I want those conversations to be like with, uh, with my daughter, with my wife, uh, any future kids that we have, uh, you know, like, and, and literally I was like, I was picking it apart. You know, what do I want the conversations with my daughter to be like, my wife to look like myself to be like my job to be like every single day. Like I had picked it apart so, so much and really got into the details and nitty gritty of it to where I was like, okay, 10 years down the road, John, that one, that's going to come so fast. And if I don't start now making that, making that change to who I want to be, then it's, it's not going to come. Like, I'm not going to become that person that I want to be. And so 10 years down the road, John wants to be someone who is very patient, wants to be someone who is very kind, not to the, not only to the people around themselves, but also not only the people around him, but also to himself. Okay. If he wants to be kind to himself, what does that look like? It means that he's, um, he's speaking, you know, positively to himself. It means that he's, he's uplifting himself. He's, um, he's forgiving himself. Okay. So that means let's just take a situation occurs where, you know, um, a sale, a big sale falls through that, that, that I was really working hard on that. I'd spent a lot of time on it falls through. I don't end up getting that sale. If that happens, then I'm going to choose to say, yeah, that sucked. I'm going to acknowledge that it sucked and I worked really hard at, but how can I use that to maybe in my next situation when something else comes up? How can I pick in, you know, let's pick that apart. And so I really started to kind of pick apart who I wanted to be. And that then influenced the choices and the decisions that I made on the day-to-day now. And can you pinpoint where those conversations that were sort of down on yourself, low self-esteem became more encouraging in the way you've described? Can you remember the time? Yeah. I, I remember uh, we were living at a house. Um, you know, it was a small little, uh, condo, uh, duplex, you know, living, uh, and I, I can't remember the, I don't remember the exact day. I don't remember the exact moment, but I remember kind of the time around it to where, again, it was, it was just this slow, like, okay, I'm just going to get 1% better every day. And this was, it was probably, it was three years ago. It was three years ago. Okay, so three years ago, and interestingly, yep. just the way you're describing there about getting better slowly, were you using that kind of mindset that you had in your early sports career about making improvements and seeing change in the way that you were thinking about what next for you? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, in sports career and also as a personal trainer, you know, like I was telling my clients, hey, like just show up, just eat well, like eat one meal well, just show up and have one good workout right? Like don't focus on trying to lose 20 pounds at once. Don't focus on that. Like focus on just having one good workout, having one good meal. Like that's, that's what we need to focus on. And if we do that, then over time we'll end up losing that weight 
or as a former university basketball coach, you know, I'm talking to my players, Hey, we're down by 20. Don't focus on trying to get all 20 points back at one in one possession, right? Like we can't do that. We just need to um, have a good offense possession, score a bucket, and then come back, play defense, get a stop. And we just need to be consistent with that. And so it was something that I was always telling people, mm. right? I was always communicating that to people, but not practicing myself. So then once I finally was like, okay, John, like you can tell all these people, those things, you need to start practicing that yourself, man. Like mm. start having a, just start having a good conversation with yourself. Just, just one good conversation. Like when you get up in the morning, have one good conversation with yourself that day, that morning. And then that led to two good conversations and then three, then four, then five. And it just kind of snowballed, but it's, it's not like it took one, like boom, one week and it was all over, right? It was good. So that's great. I mean, it gives us such a positive thing to help people um, train your focus, help people train theirs. Um, and you've had like some really varied and interesting guests on your show. We talked a little bit beforehand. What's been the most inspiring story so far for you? I mean, it might be not for other people, but for you personally in your interviews that you've done so far. Me personally. I love this question. I actually haven't been asked this one before, Stu. So thank you, man. I love it. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'd say the first one that comes to mind was with a uh, former World Series champion, three-time World Series champ. He played, he was a pitcher with the Yankees. His name is Todd Stottlemyre. And uh, a couple of reasons why I find him, his story and everything so inspirational. One, um, I had always wanted to be a professional baseball player growing up. I absolutely loved baseball. Obviously, it didn't work out and that's okay. Like, uh, But I loved baseball growing up. And, um, and so when I finally, when I got him on my show, that was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like a world series champ. Like, this is so cool that I get to talk with somebody. And this is so cool. This, this podcast has given me this, uh, you know, this ability to connect with some incredible people. And so, um, he, he, he referred to failure as the multivitamin of success. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that, a multivitamin, like my daughter takes you know, we all take multivitamins, but my daughter, she takes these two gummy multivitamins every day. And obviously for, you know, four or five-year-old, they taste good, but oftentimes <laughs> like as adults, as adults, they don't taste very good, right? Like they're kind of like, oh, that's just something that we need to take. Um, and so if we, we, if we think about, you know, failure in that sense of failure, it's not something that we enjoy but it's something that we need to take for, for our health long-term, then that kind of starts to shift, right? How we view failure of like, Oh, it's just this little dosage of something that I need to take every single day so that I can continually be better. So I can continually hopefully achieve the success that I desire. Um, but then the third reason why I absolutely loved his story and who he is because of his story Um, his dad was a professional baseball player. And so Todd grew up around baseball. He grew up, he had always wanted to be, you know, in, in the major leagues. And so he, he came, he, I think he was in his early twenties and he would, uh, get up to the Yankees, you know, roster, and then he would get sent back down. 
And if anyone doesn't follow baseball, you know, there's like a single A, double A, triple A, and then the majors, like the Yankees, right? So he would make the Yankees roster and then he'd get sent back down to double or triple A, make the Yankees roster, get sent back down. And so it was just constantly back and forth, back and forth. And it was wearing on him. It was just, so he said one night he's on his way home and he, uh, he gave his mom a call cause he was hoping, you know, like all moms do like, Oh, it's okay. Like, yeah, like you're great. You'll do great. You got this, whatever. Um, and immediately his mom gave his dad the phone and was like, Todd, like you need to, like, you need to kind of come on, man. Like you got to make a choice. Either you're going to go all in or you're not, or you're done. So he made the choice that he was going to go all in ever. I mean, all eggs in one basket, he's going to be more focused than ever. He's going to work harder. He's going to take things more seriously and, he's just going to go all in and just see what happens. Right. 30 days from that phone call, Stu. And I kid you not, you can go back. I think it's episode 16, 17, 18, something like that. 30 days from that phone call, he got called up to the majors to the Yankees. And he he's in the, he's in the league in the majors for 15 years, 30 days. Mm. And doesn't that tell you something about focus there? Uh, yeah, he, you know, like the his mindset was changed partly through a conversation with a parent, and then it was like, right, he's got the permission to just focus in on the one thing that he supposedly wants really badly, and, he, and it's kind of powered him up the leagues. And 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 it. I love I, I love that story because that's so personal, right? I can apply that to my own life, where if I give up now. Like I, I know what the outcome is going to be. I, I 100% know the outcome if I give up, if I stop trying, if I decide to keep going though, if I decide to put all my eggs in this basket, if I decide to learn from failure, if I decide, then who knows when that timeline is going to be, who knows what's going to happen, but you're at least giving yourself a chance, right? Like, who knows that if you say, hey, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to, I'm putting my eggs in this basket. I'm going to focus harder. I'm going to learn better. I'm going to work on this. Who knows that next day you could meet someone that just turns your whole life, your whole business, your whole um, athletic career around 30 days, six months, one year, whatever it is. But like, it, it, that's, that's if you decide to just put your eggs in that basket. And so I absolutely like, I got chills right now from this story, Stu, because it's like, man, that's so inspirational for me to keep going, dude, because I don't know who knows 30 days from now. And so like me personally, that's something I keep telling myself is like, okay, 30 days from now could be my big break. 30 days from now could be my thing. 30 days from now. And if, if I keep telling myself that, all of a sudden, like the months just go by so much quicker. All of a sudden, it's a year, two years, three years. And whether I've made my big break or not, man, that just keeps pushing me forward because sooner or later, I'm putting my reps in. I'm going to meet someone or someone is going to listen in and someone's going to hear me and see me. And it's like, boom, that's the guy that I want. Mm-hmm. So that is like... Oh, that just keeps like, oh man, I'm, I'm pumped up Stu, right now. I don't know if you can see or hear it, man, but like I'm I jacked think, up. It's, it's coming across a little bit. Let's just say that in a very British way. Uh, <laughs> so um, 
one of the one of the things that we were we were talking about and that kind of like I was impressed by was the fact that you know we've had this very strange time we've had the pandemic you've you've been juggling these things and you've managed to still churn out 53 episodes one a week um and that must take quite a lot of focus and energy um has has the more that you've done the more you've recorded kind of kept that fuel going for um sticking with it and doing more as it has increased your appetite for uh recording and broadcasting it, it definitely has um and i'll be honest with you Stu. beginning of the year uh so end of 2020 beginning of 2021 so just a few months mm-hmm. back i i took um i took off uh it's about from mid-december to about mid-january so i took like four weeks off just so i could spend it with my family um spend the holiday all of that. Right. I told my wife, like, Hey, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm just going to spend time with you. Um, mm-hmm. just because again, like, so they're, they're one, one, a one B one C one D one E like they're everything. My family is just, they're everything to me. Um, so I told them I'm like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm just going to take a break. This will be fine. It'll be good. Mid January rolls around and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I doing this, man? Like it's about doing so- the show. Yeah. Doing the podcast. I'm like, man, like, um, this takes so much time away from my family. Um, like I haven't, it's been a year and I haven't really seen anything come out of it. Uh, like, I, like I started having those conversations and I struggled with that for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. like, like really bad. It was, and then my wife was like, John, like, this is so good for you. Like, this is good for our family. Like just, just, keep going i'm like i don't know like this is really whatever and then finally um i i got a guest and recorded an episode with them and it's been uh it's actually been probably it's been a few weeks uh been probably two months uh it's been like two months actually since i put out an episode Mm -hmm. um just because i was actually putting an episode uh a main episode out on Monday and then like a little mini episode out on Thursdays for a while. So it's been, it's been a little while since I put an episode out just because I've been working on other things um, like marketing collateral and all this stuff. So, but I, I started again, I started recording these guests meeting these people and then it, it did kind of spark this fire of like, Oh yeah, this is, this is why I'm doing it. And then I might, and then I got a message from somebody saying, Hey, I, I really appreciate what you're doing. Like your message came at a really good time in my life. Like I'm just about to start being a dad and I have this going on. And so like, I really appreciate you. And so like that message, my wife kind of pushing me and recording with a guest was like, all right, yeah, like this is fuel. This is fire. Like this, I, I love it. I really, really love it. And what, what next for the show? Like what's the, what's the next few months looking like? Yeah. So next few months, um, I've got a, uh, I'm, I'm updating my website. So my, my website's going to be much cleaner, much, uh, um, I'm, I'm creating uh, a journal right now. Um, that's, I'm going to be getting a journal out there. I've got, uh, an ebook as well. That's going to be put, that's going to be up on my website. I've got a bunch of, um, yeah, just a bunch of even like PDFs and a bunch of different things. And I'm going to be creating, I've created a little bit of like some you know, a shirt and hat and all that stuff. Um, and so big project right now is just now creating my website, up, not creating, updating my website, getting all that stuff on my website. Um, 
and getting that rocking and rolling. While still maintaining the cadence, I'm assuming, of the recording and the putting out the content. Yep. Putting out the shows. Yeah. And can you tell us any, anything about any, any key guests you got coming up? Um, let's see. Uh, so I've got one. He, um, oh, I've got a couple right now. So one, uh, that, so two that I actually have already recorded. I haven't put them out yet. One is with, uh, this, this lady, her name is Nina Meehan and she's, um, she's a director. She started a uh, children's theater out in California. And so we talk about how creativity, um, and, and failure in, in children. And so that conversation was just incredible. So I can't wait for people to hear that one because it's so good. What was um, the key thing around failure with kids? I'm curious about this in the way that the conversation is in the, in the world at the moment, you know, like kids kind of having this image that they can't fail and they've got to be perfect and yeah. the insta kind of perfection. So what, what, what did she say? I'm assuming she, that she was the opposite. <laughs> Yeah. So she said that we need to encourage creativity within, within our kids and that creativity, whatever it might be, like whether drawing or acting out or singing or whatever it is, encourage this creativity within, within our children and not to have like these set boundaries or whatever, like just, just let them play, just let them be creative. Um, and how that can encourage like the conversation, um, of, I don't want to say encourage failure in our kids, but like it can change the way that then our, our children view failure because we're not putting them in this box of like, Oh, you have to be perfect. It has to be just like this. It's like, no, be creative and let your creative brain and mind just kind of go and, and run with it and learn from that and then apply it to somewhere else and apply that to somewhere else. And so I absolutely love that conversation. It was so, so good. Like awesome. it was just incredible. So, um, so yeah. we've got we've got your shows coming up. We got we got development and growth continuing apace. I'm hoping that like that important piece that I really advocate for my clients around recovery is something that you maintain and uh, look after both for yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've heard about your mindset about that shift from not accepting failure. What drove you to be the person you are now and the, that you want to be for the next 10 or 15 years. And I just wonder, I always ask my guests, um, is there a philosophy that guides what you're doing? So, um, stoicism, mm-hmm. I've, I've found, I came upon, um, came upon stoicism maybe a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and what was so, that book or, um, podcast? Yeah. So Ryan holiday, he's written a couple of books. Uh, no relation, he's got, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish to, um, you thought you were in a different podcast, didn't you? Yeah, shoot. Uh, where am I again? How did I end up here? Um, so Ryan holiday, he's written a couple of books. One, uh, the day daily stoic. I'm looking at it right now. He's got a couple, a couple other ones. Um, but uh, just really dive into like, you know, stoicism, like Marcus Aurelius and, and, and all these guys and what their mindset was and, uh, and how that impacted their days. And, you know, it really just is this day-to-day philosophy of almost like things happen. And I, 
how, um, like my response is how I, whatever, whatever I attach to that response, like whatever I attach to that outcome, whether it's success or failure, like that's up to me, right? Like whether it's a bad outcome or a good outcome, again, like I kind of get to choose that. And so that, that absolutely has helped me and kind of, sh- again, shift the way that I view like day-to-day decisions or outcomes, whether what's with business or whether with podcast or whether with even whether with my family, like it's totally shifted the way that I kind of carry myself in in the day to day. Yeah. I mean, I love the stoic uh, philosophy and tradition. And I think the key phrase that often gets banded around is it's not events that um, dictate and shape our future. It's our perception of them. And it's very in keeping with the spirit of your podcast in that, what might be seen as a failure is an opportunity to grow. Um, And that kind of thinking and outlook has shaped CBT as well, cognitive behavioral therapy in in my field. Uh, Albert Ellis, who came up with that as a way of helping people see the world where it looked really bleak and desolate to be able to give them hope and be able to take a different perspective and shift their mindset in really positive ways and just funnily enough it sounds very much like what you have described that key point in your life and decisions you made and the kind of conversations you started having it's not a surprise to hear on my side of this conversation that the stoicism is something which sits behind how you think about things so you can't really have failure as such it's just your view on the world is either looking at it that way or more positively exactly like you know a sale falls through okay i can either look at that like oh i failed i suck at that or like you know whatever or i can look at it as like okay like that's an opportunity for me to learn for me to grow and for me to take it into the next conversation and the next opportunity that i have and being able to uh, personally i've been able to choose that ladder and that's just been so 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 helpful great well, look, that's a really positive note for our listeners to leave you on. I, I can't um, say anything more than thanks today for um, coming along and sharing your story, um, your outlook, um, what you've learned from failure personally and bringing all of yourself to this conversation. If people want to hear uh, more and find out more about you, do you want to just tell us where they can find you? Yeah. Uh, so website is studyingfailure.com and that's where you can find everything, uh, right now. Again, that's going to be getting a a facelift here soon, but you can find everything there. Uh, you can listen to my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, audible, kind of wherever you choose. And then Instagram, uh, studying failure on Instagram. Yeah. Those are kind of like the three main hubs that I hang out on. Brilliant. Okay. So people, if you want to find out more, I've listened to a couple of his shows and they are really, really enjoyable. So if you, if you like your Elizabeth day, try the American uh, version (laughs) and uh, John, I appreciate that. That's my (laughs) praise brother. So thank you. (laughs) Uh, I just want to thank you for coming on the focus mind podcast today. Many thanks. Stu. Thank you, brother. This this was awesome. Okay. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Bye. 